Welcome to Wonder, a podcast for curious kids. Hello, Wonder. Have you ever wondered how Buzz Lightyear got his name? 51 years ago, two men stepped onto the moon, becoming the first humans ever to touch its dusty surface. They were Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, and both were part of the Apollo 11 mission that reached the moon on the 20th of July 1969. They were Americans, both engineers and former fighter pilots. Back on Earth, 600 million people, one-sixth of the world's population, watched spellbound on small black-and-white television sets as together Buzz and Neil planted the American flag on the lunar surface and unveiled a plaque which read, Here men from the planet Earth first set foot on the moon, July 1969 AD. We came in peace for all mankind. Then they spent the next two and a quarter hours collecting moon rocks to bring back to Earth. Reaching the moon is one of the mightiest achievements in human history, and yet it happened only 24 years after the end of the Second World War. The Russians had put the first man, Yuri Gagarin, into space in 1961, and now two Americans were walking on the moon. After all the destruction and fighting of that war, It was incredible that we could collectively have reached so far as a human race, successfully and safely. Neil Armstrong was 38 years old and is best remembered for what he said that day. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Armstrong spoke these immortal lines from their landing site, the Sea of Tranquility. It isn't a sea at all, but a flat, smooth plain, which we can see with our own eyes when we look at the moon. It is the dark spot located in the northern, top part of that silvery disk in the sky. Buzz Aldrin has been immortalised in another way. He shares his name with one of the characters in the Toy Story movies. Pixar, the makers of the Toy Story films, named the character Buzz Lightyear as a tribute to the astronaut with a cool nickname. Buzz Aldrin's real name is in fact Edwin. Buzz Aldrin was the more experienced of the two astronauts. He had already made three spacewalks as a pilot of the Gemini 12 spaceflight three years earlier, but Neil Armstrong was chosen as leader of the first mission to the moon because of his ability to stay incredibly calm under pressure. His nickname was the Ice Commander. It was Buzz's job to pilot the lunar module from the main Apollo spacecraft down to the moon. They called it the Eagle, but it looked a bit like a metallic spider. When the time came, Armstrong and Aldrin put on their protective spacesuits and crawled into the tiny module. As the two of them descended towards the moon, a third astronaut, pilot Mike Collins, was left alone on the Apollo spacecraft. His colleagues were venturing into the unknown. Would they ever come back? We know the mission was a success, but Neil Armstrong later admitted he had given himself a 50-50 chance of ever getting back to Earth. 
When Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong and Mike Collins returned to Earth, they were heroes. They were mobbed and presidents, prime ministers and kings jostled to be seen with them. But were they really? Astronauts don't like to be called heroes because, as they often point out, it requires the effort of hundreds of thousands of backroom engineers, mathematicians and technicians to make spaceflight possible. Yes, really, that many people. One of the most unexpected consequences of this moon flight was that it allowed people to see our planet as never before. There is a famous photograph of Earth taken by the Apollo 11 astronauts that day. It looks like a jewel hung in utter darkness, an exuberant riot of life in the vast emptiness of space. You see blue water, green and brown continents and swirling wisps of white cloud. This sight of the whole Earth as seen from space changed the way people thought about our planet and even nourished the beginnings of the green movement, making people feel more protective of our planet teeming with life. After Buzz Aldrin retired, he continued to wonder about mankind's next giant leap, the possibility of flying even further into space to the planet Mars. The Apollo 11 mission to the moon took just eight days, but a manned mission to the red planet could last up to three years. Using current spaceship engine technology, a spacecraft flying to Mars would need an awfully large amount of fuel, or, as Buzz would call it, propellant. This is a big problem, but one that he has tried to solve. Buzz's idea is known as the Aldrin Cycler, and he has described it as a subway in the sky between our planet and our future second home. Even now at 90 years old, Buzz Aldrin has never stopped dreaming of going places none have gone before. His alter ego, Buzz Lightyear, did go where few toys have ever been. In 2008, the space ranger superhero with his immortal catchphrase to infinity and beyond! Flew aboard the Space Shuttle Discovery and spent 15 months on the International Space Station, where he appeared in video links from space. The aim was to inspire the next generation of astronauts. Today NASA is training to put the first woman on the moon and the next man. Would you want to go with them? Some think of Buzz Aldrin, member of the first manned space mission to another world, as one of the great heroes of our time, a modern-day explorer like Alexander the Great or Christopher Columbus before him. And yet, after leaving NASA, Buzz struggled to adapt to normal life. He suffered from periods of extreme unhappiness. He felt so lost that he even tried taking a regular job selling used cars, but turned out to be useless at it. As Buzz Lightyear would agree, it isn't easy being a hero. Indeed, Buzz Aldrin would say he was never one at all. Today, the Wonder Podcast was read to you by Oliver Milburn. It is produced by Camilla Akers-Douglas and Henrietta McMicking. <laughs>